0: Welcome to the What's the Word podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Johnson. Now, have you ever wondered, what does the Bible, Jesus, Christianity have to do with the current world today? Well, this podcast is going to take current events, pop culture, history, and from a biblical perspective, look at its importance today. As we go into the Word, we're going to be asking each other, hey, what's the Word? Welcome to another week of What's the Word, the podcast. I am very excited that you're with me, especially for this next series. We're gonna be looking at the importance of the relationships in our lives, whether it's friendships, whether you're single, whether you're married, every type of relationship is vitally important to our life and our community. This series is going to focus on these relationships from a biblical and Christian point of view. And since we have guest For the first time, I am excited for you to encounter and meet some of the people that matter most to my life, but I believe will be a blessing to you as well. Today will be a part one about marriage with my favorite people, Minister James and Minister Angela Smith who I know from Columbus, Ohio. They are wise beyond their years, and I believe that they will be a voice of wisdom and encouragement to you today. Here is my interview with Minister James and Angela Smith. All right, well, welcome to What's the Word, the podcast. I am super excited because we have not only our first guest, but two of my favorite people on the planet, Minister James and Angela Smith. They're both ministers, and let me tell you, I think saying ministers is even an understatement. Man, if you could just have heard what they have been talking to me about before, they are divine encouragers, they are prophets, they are apostles. God is just gifted them so much, and I got to know them through um, being in Columbus and part of the Bible College, and they have been an instrumental gift to my life. And so, welcome, James and Angela, to the podcast, uh-huh. Thank you so
1: much. We are so excited and so very honored to be here. Tiffany, you are such a gift to us. You have always been such a treasured gem and we are excited about what God is doing in your life, what God is doing in your region and what God has just equipped you to do in the earth. So
0: we're excited about tonight and what's to come. Oh, I just love them. I just love them. Well, you all are in for a treat because we're starting a new series about relationships, the vital relationships that we have in our life. And I asked them to pick a couple of topics that I felt like anything that they chose, I knew there's going to be wisdom and insight about. And we're going to talk about marriage. And so, um, so they're going to tell you, for one, how long they've been married. And they're going to tell you a little bit about how they met. Yeah, so we
1: just recently celebrated seven years of marriage. We were married on July 25th, 2015. So we just recently um, celebrated seven years. So we just thank God for that. We're so excited um, to be able to walk on this journey together with the Lord. Um, I'm not originally from Columbus, but I met my husband, um, in Bible College. At that time, it was World Harvest Bible College um, and currently known as Valor Christian College. Um, I wish I could say that I knew in the very first moment um, that he was going to be my husband and that he was the one for me. But I didn't know um, in that very first moment that he he was the person that God had called to my life. But I did know that there was something special about him. When I first met him, I said, God, there is something Special about this gentleman. But that's all I knew. And so um, we actually were friends for about two years. The first two years that we met, um, we had the opportunity to serve um, with each other. We just became naturally became friends. Um, And then out of that, we started dating. Um, So it was about three years. And then we were married in 2015.
0: That is awesome. And um you have babies too little ones so yes. tell us a little bit about them
2: um we have two children our first child is a boy he was born on our one year anniversary and then we have uh he's six years old wow. and then we have a daughter who is two years old and she was born in june and uh, we call them our miracle children which basically God healed our bodies, both Angela's body and my body during a certain period of time where we had a disease in our bodies where there was no cure for, which caused us doctors to say, well, you can't have children and you can't have children. But of course, God has something else to say. So, um, But they are great kids. They love the presence of the Lord, which is great. And they're full of energy.
0: I bet. Listen, it's, the Bible talks about children being like a quiver, you know, that goes yeah. forth. Let me tell you, you got two quivers right there. They're going to do some mighty damage for the kingdom. I can tell you that
1: they're yeah. amazing.
0: So I'm so excited. Well, we were talking and I wanted to ask them some questions that I think as you as a listener would be blessed by. And we pray that God ministers to you through this conversation um, I chose them, you know, even seven years, there's there's a lot that they, they have experienced in life as a couple and the things that they have done in ministry that I just feel like they would be very um, good for and give a lot of wisdom to. And so um, I'm gonna start off with my first question. Um, what are the pitfalls that you feel like are experienced by married couples these days?
1: Um, I think one thing um, that's so very important um, in a marriage is not to always look at marriage ideally right um to understand the realistic uh needs that you have to fulfill as a wife. Um, and as a husband and many times, you know, we go into marriage thinking that everything is going to be perfect. Right. And we're never going to have hard times. But one thing that's so important for us to remember, even as a new newer couple, is that your marriage is authentic to you and your spouse. There is something specific That there's a specific reason why the Lord brought you and your spouse together. Yes, you enjoy their company. Yes, you love them. Yes, you're attracted to them. But the Lord has specific instructions. There's even a specific pace that the Lord has for you and your spouse. That's why it's so important for your marriage to be Christ-centered. And that's why it's so important to, to ask the Lord questions specifically to your own relationship. So yes, it's healthy to be able to share experiences, but your marriage is unique. Your relationship is unique and you have to go at that pace. So someone else's spouse may be completely different than your spouse. So their advice to you may not be a perfect fit for your particular spouse or your particular situation. So just remember at the end of the day, with all of the the good advice, with all of your scriptures, with all of your word and experience to always seek the Lord and understand There's going to be times where you're going to miscommunicate. There are going to be times where you're going to be hurt. There are going to be times where you're going to get upset, but always come back to the prophetic word of the Lord, that the reason why he put you guys together. And when you come back to that and you keep it Christ-centered, it doesn't matter how deep the pitfall is, you can always rise above it and overcome together, (laughs) Together.
2: See, when you're single and you're ready to start being married, what you should have done is told the Lord, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And make sure it aligns with his heart, because your spouse needs to um, complete what it is that God has for you, because you guys both will be working together doing what he's called you both to do. You know, marriage is not addition, it's multiplication. So a half person and a half person does not make a whole marriage. A half person and a half person makes a half marriage. But when we make sure that we are whole, that the man is whole, that the woman is whole, then it'll make your marriage whole. And the only way to do that is if you are making sure that you're keeping Christ at the center of it. A lot of times when pitfalls happen, it's because you're not keeping up with your individual prayer time and walk with God. You know, instead of running hard for God. And then you happen to see, I heard Damon Thompson say like this, the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked. So when you're looking for a spouse, you run as hard as you can after God. And then you look beside you and the one that's running beside you, there it is. A lot of people think unequally yoked means um, uh, you're, you're saved but you're dating a sinner. No, you're unequally yoked if you're up here spiritually and your spouse is down here spiritually. You know, So yeah. one pitfall that we see a lot when it comes to marriages is they are unequally yoked spiritually. Mm. So they can never get on the same page. Because they cannot both are not being able to hear what God is really saying.
0: Yeah. You know, and that to to kind of speak into that, um, obviously, for any listener who needs to know or wants to know, I am not married. So I'm a single woman. I've been single for a very long time. And so um, if you are a godly man and would like to make that change, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You never know. You never know. You might be listening. Um, But, you know, I think. You know, as I've grown and have experienced at times relationships, Mm -hmm. um, I I feel like the one thing that has been, um, I will say maybe it's an American problem, maybe it's a world problem, but Mm -hmm. is what we're taught through Hollywood, what we're taught through media um, about, you know, it's this epic, I'm in love, you know, that we're going to stay in love the rest of our days. And it's almost as if, you know, yes, love conquers all. But it almost is um, unrealistic expectations to have someone completely always falling head over heels for that person. And um, I I remember someone said to me, they said, you know, I love my spouse, but marriage is a cross. It's Mm -hmm. one that I die to myself every Mm -hmm. single day to look at that person, just like I have to die to my flesh for Jesus. You know, it's an invitation to come and die. And um and so you know I, I would love for you to even expound on, on that as well.
1: Yeah. So of course, you know, <laughs> your spouse will always initially give you, you know, those butterflies. And it's so interesting what you were saying about, excuse me, being head over heels, you know, consistently. But, you know, of course your husband, you're you're gonna be attracted to your spouse and you'll get butterflies and you'll get all the ooey gooey feelings. But when you think about it and you think about how your relationship with the father, um, how when, when you first enter into relationship with Jesus and how you get this, you know, these ooey gooey feelings and then you begin to walk with him, right? You begin to learn of him. And then when you begin to learn of him, you begin to see in yourself etern- internally those things that need to be cleaned, those things that need to be adjusted, those things that you need to be set free from. Free from. Now, that walk with the Lord is not always easy, but he remains with us to walk through it. So there are some moments in my relationship with the Father that it's not always ooey-gooey butterflies. It's hard times. Is those times, you know, and I go back to being a couple where you have to talk about realistic things, where you have to talk about things that you've walked through and be honest and be transparent. So yes, in that moment, of course, I still love him. Of course, I'm still head over heels, but we have to deal with the trauma, right? We have to deal with what's going on emotionally. We have to deal with when things shut down. So going back to my relationship with the Father. Even though we walk together through all the ooey-gooey on the butterflies, all the valleys and the mountaintops, he's with me through it all. So even though I can identify that he's with me, even though I don't have that initial like, Ooh, butterfly nervousness, my relationship with him is deeper and it's more steady. And I understand the, the constantness of the Lord. And that's the same with a spouse. When you are committed and you're in covenant, you may have those dark times, those times where it's difficult, where you don't understand each other, where, where it's hard. It could even be personal. It's not always that it's you know, you're arguing between each other or is that you have an indifference. Sometimes you go through your own personal valleys that will just throw everything off in your relationship. But what's important in a marriage is that you remain constant even when she is not aligned, even when he is not aligned, because eventually, right, that pitfall is gonna end, that valley place is gonna end and you're gonna come back together in unity. So it's just so important to understand that even though it's not always butterflies, even though it's not always, you know, joyful times, sometimes it's grievous times, sometimes it's difficult times. But God is still God and James is still my husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: No, I'll take it even one step further. It's very, very, very important for both of them to be speaking, praying in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues because well, you got to think about the Holy Ghost being the teacher, the Holy Ghost being the comforter, things like that. So you're going to go through things where in marriage where you need to be taught lessons, where you're going to go through lessons, where you're going to go through things that might hurt you and you need to be comforted. And though we can start being consistently praying in the Holy Ghost, where Holy Spirit is teaching you those things then when the thing has hurt you, then it's going to take your anger up to another level. You know, when you're not going to be able to understand those lessons that the Lord is trying to teach you, you're not even going to be able to really relate to your spouse like you should in the spirit realm because one of you is not connected in the spirit. So it's going to be very important. You need to be to be um, praying in the Holy Ghost. So when you get upset, take that time to go pray in the Holy Ghost because it's going to bring you back together plus when you're praying the holy ghost you begin to see and when you're angry you need to be able to allow god to show you hey this is how i see that husband this is how i see that daughter i know you're upset but that's still my child you know and and this still the one that i chose for you because if not all you're going to do is think about all the other frustrating things you're going to think about all your girl what your girlfriends have said what your girlfriends have said things they saw on tv things that they see on reality tv shows now who's basically made nothing but marriages and relationships like a a little pastime of things to do rather than actual covenant like it's supposed to be so praying in the holy ghost needs to become a normal individually but also praying in the holy ghost with your spouse
0: yeah yeah i i love what you're saying because i and i would love to for you guys to touch on this too and you guys have already kind of touched on this but um I had an experience. I don't want to name names because it's it's people that would know the situation. Um, but, you know, I think that when people are single and they have trauma um, or they experience pain, there is this idea that marriage heals all that the love that comes in a marriage will deliver them from trauma, that they won't repeat patterns. You know, I know um, of people who have dealt even with pornography and they feel like their pornography addiction will just go away if they're now with a spouse having sex with them. Um, And so there's all these things that, people feel like will, they'll get delivered, like marriage is a deliverance. Now, I do think, obviously, to an, a measure, it is a deliverance, but it's not complete deliverance. And um, there was a situation where someone who hasn't dealt with something for over 60 years, um, they finally just called it quits in their marriage. But it, it looks like it all stems from pain and trauma that they never dealt with for all yeah. these years. So if you can even kind of speak into that a little bit sometimes
2: yeah. uh so sometimes people can put um their uh hurt or things that they need deliverance from aside and pretty back in their hearts and go years without dealing with it because now that you have a spouse they're bringing other things out of you, other joys and other things that you see, oh, I need deliverance from. So you focus on that deliverance and you focus on that joy. But you never get to the root of a certain issue because as you're thinking, oh, well, this is really why I was dealing with this, that you just put it to the back and think everything is, is all good. But it always it comes all the way back to remembering that God is the deliverer, mm-hmm. not your spouse. It's not your spouse's job to bring deliverance, your spouse's job to pray for you and help you stay in the presence of God and help push you to the presence of God so that you can be delivered. You know, you should be praying, God, I can't do it for my wife. I can't do it for my husband, but I know you can, you know, help them, pray for them. Yeah. And it also knows goes to when you really are in a true relationship and it's really love and not a lust marriage, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that you got into the marriage out of love and it wasn't because of lust that and you see your spouse how God sees them, that when uh you get to those um things that you need deliverance from, they can also trust you mm-hmm. with their their hurt and their heart. And they know, okay, I could tell my wife this, I could tell my husband this, you know, because you know as the Bible says, you know, you you be we need to basically tell our cares when we're casting on each other so that they can be free. And sometimes you hold things up and you can never do it because you feel like, oh, he's going to make fun of me or they're not going to be with me anymore. She's going to make fun of me. She's not going to be there with me anymore. So they also, uh, to an extent, can help with deliverance because, they can trust you in their heart like, hey, I'm dealing with this, this and that. And then therefore the spouse can say, look, you know, let's let's pray together or let's go to counseling for this. Or I know someone that dealt with that. Let's go talk to them about this and that. But if we don't allow that to happen, then there's not going to be any any growth and it's going to continue to stay lingering there.
1: Yeah. And and I just I just really want to just speak into uh, I know we're doing um. We're speaking about marriage, but I really just want to speak into um, the lives of single women and um, single men. And and the reason is because a lot of times in the church world, um, for lack of a better term, excuse me, we um, are on a quest, right? We're on a quest of perfection, Tiffany. Um, You know, we always speak about how much preparatory work um, that we need to be able to put in to prepare for marriage, right? We always talk about uh, Boaz and we talk about Ruth and we talk about that preparation time. And I think sometimes when we talk about that time of preparation, we're looking at it again that everything would be ideal. And the fact of the matter is that it doesn't matter how much preparation, although preparation is very important and you can do as much spiritual, internal work as Holy Spirit will allow you to do. There are certain things that because you are in a, in a covenant and you are joining together as one flesh with that other person that God has called your life to, there are certain things that that you're only going to experience in that covenant relationship. So as much preparation as you put into it, there are things that are going to be worked out in you that you're gonna be healed from, that you're gonna be delivered from, in that marriage setting. So I don't want you to be discouraged or to be put off because there are certain things in your life that you are dealing with as believers, whether you're an apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor, as believers, there is always something that the Lord is working on us. He's working in us, right? We're on the potter's wheel and he's he's making us, excuse me, into who he desires for us to be. But marriage is not about coming into a marriage perfect. Marriage is about hearing the voice of God, being able to understand that this is the spouse for you and being in God's timing. So it's not about putting so much pressure on yourself. And I think sometimes we put that pressure on ourselves because the real root of the matter is fear, because we don't want to be transparent. We don't want to expose our innermost parts. We don't want to deal with what Is really in our hearts, but you know what? It's okay because the spouse that God has called you to is a safe place. So you don't have to get it all perfect. You don't have to dot every I and cross every T. You just have to get a word. You both need to get a word from the Lord that this is him and do not be afraid to move out and step out and do what God has said and he's anointed and appointed and he will give you the grace to walk in covenant with your spouse. So don't be afraid.
0: I think that's timely. And sadly, we literally only have five minutes left. And I'm like, oh, no. Um, that's what I get for doing the free version of this instead of paying the $89 for this. But, um, But I... I think, Angela, you just hit it right on the head because I think that there is a expectation we put on ourselves even for perfectionism and that maybe we're not married or maybe our marriage isn't going right because I'm not perfect. Or, you know, I think that gets put on a pedestal. But we are all people leaning on grace, leaning on the cross. And I think it's it's just like James said, wholeness is not perfectionism. And so knowing the difference between when God makes us whole, we are leaning and dependent on him. That's totally different when we go to him going, God, you know, this person might not complete me, but you complete me and you'll do the complete finished work inside of me because it is, it is that. And so I think that I, I'll be honest, I'm sure someone's listening to this that's married and goes, you know, I need that for myself, you know, not just even in the preparation of singleness, but I'm sure that will be um, good. So since we have four minutes left, I want to end, we are, we are totally going to do a part two. We, I already... Felt in my spirit and went, this is not going to be a part one. So um, I would love for you guys to take at least three minutes to pray and prophesy. And um, I, I think that's how the best way for us to end today.
2: Oh, you want me to take it? Yeah. All right, so, Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. On behalf of every person listening, whether single
0: yes.
2: and whether married, mm-hmm. And Father, I pray a refreshing over marriages right now in the name of Jesus. Everyone on the verge of the divorce, we break that spirit off of you now in the name of Jesus. We break that spirit of hurt. We break that spirit of feeling not enough. We break that spirit of trying to argue with your spouse. We declare peace in the marriages. I declare a fresh love of the father over you. I declare a fresh love of the father over the husband. I declare a fresh love of the father over the, over the wife. I declare a fresh love over the house. Father, let these marriages be encompassed and encircled around with your glory. Father, protect their marriages. No matter, God, if everyone in their past has been divorced, we break that divorce spirit in the name of Jesus. We break every generational curse uh, that deals with bad marriages. Marriages In the name of Jesus. And we declare that they are beginning a cycle of refreshing of new marriages yes, and restoration. And for that single person, Father, for that single woman and that single man, Father, I pray that you begin to give them vision. yes, Lord. Give them dreams of what you've called them to do, but also give them dreams of who you've called them to be with. Yes, Lord. Lord, that way they know when it's time
0: you,
2: that they are with the right person. Yes. heal their hearts father.
0: Thank you, father
2: make them perfectly whole
0: yes
2: heal these people's marriages and make them perfectly whole thank you, jesus. and we just thank you for it in the name of jesus
0: yeah. amen well we only have a minute left so i want to take this minute to close but next time we're gonna we're again talk about marriage we're gonna answer more questions and uh, more prayer and prophecy coming oh. your way so we are so thankful i'm um, thank you again For this part one, and I am excited for more that you have to say. So Mm -hmm. thank you again. I love you guys so much. Thank you. you. Oh, and real quick, I cannot do this before leaving. James has a podcast. Uh, Give us 30 seconds about your podcast.
2: All right. The podcast is called God's Heart podcast and it's pretty much about different encounters and the importance to have encounters with God. So a lot of people um, don't believe in healing because they've been sick in their bodies or they know someone who's died in their bodies. They don't believe in marriage because they've seen their parents had a bad marriage. But when you have an encounter with God and you cannot take the encounters away. So the podcast is just about having an encounter with God and the importance of having encounters with God that's going to carry you through until your next season will carry you through your sickness it'll carry you through the marriage it'll carry you through everything
0: well amen well check it out please check it out and i will put a link somewhere so you guys can um, get access to it as well and thank you again to minister james and angela Thank thank you thank you again to james and angela smith for their part one of this series i pray that the lord minister to you today Even if you're listening today, I think one of the things that they hit on is the most important thing as we end this podcast. Jesus didn't call perfect people. In fact, Jesus tells us that only the Father is perfect. But what He did call us to is to believe on Him, to lean on Him, to believe that everything that He did on the cross is available to us. That's what Christianity is about. It's not about perfection. And neither are our relationships. There are no perfect relationships out there. And so only God in the center can help us in every single case, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your friendships. When Christ is at the center and when Christ is leading us, he will make all things new and he will make all things whole, only in and through him because he knows us the best and he is the one who made us. So today, just remember that it is not your perfection that gets you any closer to God. It is not what will get you closer in your relationships, but belief on him and trusting in his grace will get you much farther. Thank you again for listening to What's the Word, the podcast. I'm excited for this series and want to let you know on something that is also in addition to the podcast. Now you can check this out on Spotify every month. There will be a monthly playlist for you to listen to that also gives information about some of your favorite Christian artists behind the scenes on some of the best Christian hits out there and the impact this music has had on a generation. You can check that out again on Spotify under What's the Word podcast with Tiffany Johnson. Look forward to seeing you next time on What's the Word.